0: To my celestial design. My name is Annie Perry and I am your host. I'm a professional psychic, a seer, an interdimensional soul on a mission. A mission to help you remember where you came from, why you chose Earth, and how to access your divine light within. On this podcast, we explore stories of spiritual awakenings, psychic channeling, cosmic consciousness, and so much more. Let's go! Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back. So excited to be here with you again. I have had such a fun week, really, since the last time that I recorded podcast episodes, we got to have some family in town, we got to have kind of like a birthday party for my sister, which was really fun because we hadn't done anything like that for the past two years. So it felt really good to just be around people, no masks, no worrying about touching each other, and just relax and have a really good time and eat food and talk And then we did we did an escape room. And (laughs) we did not escape. We didn't escape. There were seven of us in it. We didn't escape. Apparently it was the hardest room, and only two of us had ever done one before. And I was not one of the ones who had been in it before. I honestly thought that the point of an escape room was to try to get out of the room and back into the lobby, which apparently is not what it's about at all. So we had a really good time. It was super hard, but it was really fun to be stuck in this room trying to figure out a mystery, solve a mystery, and um, just hang out with people. Felt really, really good. And what else did we do? Oh, I went and saw a movie. I don't go into the movies very often, but I went and saw everything, everywhere, all at once. It was so good. I mean, this is like the movie that was so right up my alley. It was about parallel realities, you know, simultaneous time, parallel versions of ourselves, but it had such a beautiful story of a family At the heart of it. And it was just, I mean, it was beautifully, you know, shot and filmed. The writing was incredible. The cast was incredible. But the story really, really, you know, gets you gets you right in the heart space. And I just loved it. I can't recommend it enough I am going to probably see it again and hopefully take, like, my entire family or the ones that are here in Washington with me to go see it because it is about a family and and simultaneous time, so I also want to, like, slip that into their subconscious mind. But I love parallel realities. Um, Just two days before I went and saw this movie, I had had my most vivid parallel reality dream. It was crazy. So after the movie, I kind of outlined in my phone notes, you know, a multiverse podcast episode where I can talk about the multiverse, parallel realities, talk about the dream that I had in detail, you know, when there's enough time for that, and really just put it out there because I get so many people reaching out to me about the Dream Interpretation podcast episode. It's one of my top downloaded, most downloaded podcast episodes ever. It's in like the top 10 or top 15, something like that. So all of y'all are having crazy dreams out there. So I'll definitely have to share that with you. And we've got a couple of different announcements. The Spirit Guide deck is on pre-sale right now. It is going to be on pre-sale until Friday, May 6th. So if you haven't gotten yours in, if you haven't seen any of the videos that I've been making and posting on Instagram, definitely check that out. You can follow the link through my website to get to the Etsy shop where the Spirit Guide deck is being sold from. It is much more affordable for international shipping through Etsy than through Squarespace, which is where my website is at. So just keep that in mind. It is not in the shop. It is not in my online shop. It's in my Etsy shop, and that's linked through my website and through the link in my Instagram bio. But it's been so much fun to work with the spirit guide deck. It's been crazy. So when I had all this family in town and people around, I carried the deck around and I was just, you know, pulling for anyone who would let me and the results were like dead on, dead on everything that either me and them had talked about before as far as energy blocks, as far as stagnant energy, um, old wounds coming up and I'm not going to lie, there were some tears. There were definitely some tears coming up from feeling seen, right? Whenever we pull cards, we pull the tarot, we get a tarot reading, we get an energy reading, we work with a psychic. For the first time in your life, you feel seen. You feel like someone is seeing through you, and that's really what it is. Someone is seeing your energy, so I could not be more proud to put this out in the world. I know it's going to change lives. I know it's going to help so many people especially to develop their psychic gifts, to develop their intuition and to start, you know, communicating with your spirit guides. So many of my followers and listeners tell me, "I can't hear my spirit guides. I don't know if they're talking to me. I don't know if they're there." And it's like, with the deck, you don't need to know if they're there or what they're saying or to receive the download or anything like that. Your gifts will naturally open as you develop your intuition through using the deck. And that actually leads me directly into my next announcement, which is very exciting. Everyone needs to pay attention to this because it's free, Free is apparently the number one most paid attention to word in the entire world, so I'll say it again. It is free. Last week, I had the download that I wanted to create something free for my followers, for people who are new to me, to kind of get a taste of what it is that I do, what it is that I believe. I think that's really, really important so that my energy is aligning with who I'm really here to serve. So I surfed around and I found a few different people that I follow who I don't know very well, and, you know, they're kind of, you know, big names or whatever, and I downloaded their free offerings to kind of see, like, what are people putting out there? Like, how much content, you know, what should it be? Should it be a a meditation? Should it be a workbook? Should it be a guide? What should it be? So I downloaded someone's free ebook. I downloaded a guide and a, you know, free guided meditation. The the ebook was semi-useful, but it was so long that I was like, there's no way I would sit down and read this entire thing on my cell phone. I mean, it was just crazy long. And the, you know, other free guide was just totally useless. It was so full of fluff. I felt frustrated that someone had like wasted my 10 minutes, you know, downloading and looking at it. And then the guided meditation was, okay, I know I'm a little biased because I have my own guided meditations, but it just was not good. It was not good. It was not high quality. It was not purposeful. There wasn't a lot of intent behind it. I could read the energy of the person who made it and just tell that, like, they're at a point in their own journey where they're very surface level with their spirituality and I'm super galactic black hole, and it doesn't make me better than them, it just makes me different. So out of that frustration, I was like, I'm going to make something that doesn't just represent me, but is also a very good use of my followers and listeners' time that's going to help them, it's going to impact them if they actually sit down and do these practices. So I sat down with my guides, and I was like, okay, you guys, let's create something incredible like it has to be really really good and they were like okay teach them quantum intuition and i was like awesome what is that <laughs> what is that because apparently you guys have never told me about this so they explain it to me and i'm like oh this is basically exactly how you taught me how to channel um now I'm a very clear channel, so I'm just going to put that out there that most people aren't going to have, you know, full channeling abilities the second that you do these practices. But what you are going to do is you are going to activate your quantum intuition. Quantum intuition is not the same as your gut feeling. It's not the same as your general intuition. It is way deeper than that. And it's the gateway for activating your psychic gifts. So I am so proud and pleased and happy to put this out there, but you can go to my website and you can register to download this free Activate Your Quantum Intuition guide. You guys, it's (laughs) banging. It's one of my favorite things that I've ever created. It's just so packed with information, with practices, with uh, there's a seven-day challenge in there. There's a quick guide to tapping into the quantum field. There's information about all the different psychic gifts. There's, you know, an explanation of what the quantum field is. We talk about your nervous system, how to calibrate it to be able to use your psychic gifts. I mean, It's incredible, it's so exciting, and I am very pleased to be able to give it to you completely for free, but I will say for free for now. And once it goes in my shop, it'll probably be around $44 to $55 at least, because it's essentially a mini course on how to activate your psychic gifts, which is really exciting and something that I love to teach. All right, so we're going to jump in here to building an intuitive business, right? So we've got our Activate Your Quantum Intuition Guide, which is helpful for anyone, but this is specifically for those of you who are building a business, in the middle of a business, thinking about building a business. I wanted to have a podcast series talking about business energetics. So this is the first of what will probably be about, you know, four, five, six different episodes talking about business energetics. I love business energetics. It's something I've always known that I would work with, that I would teach other people. I've been a manager for a very long time for Nordstrom, and then I was actually a manager and business coach for private practice therapists and nurse practitioners, teaching them how to build their own business. And of course, I am a business owner. (laughs) I'm a Capricorn Virgo Scorpio. So being in business, being in leadership, being in management is really where we thrive. And I didn't know really how it would evolve or come into play with psychic channeling but as you know now i offer intuitive channeled business readings which is so exciting to get to deep dive into someone's business when i see someone when i meet someone when i see them online on social media running their business it it takes me 30 seconds to read the surface level blocks that they're already facing and dealing with And likewise, to see the areas where they're in a lot of flow with their business, it's the same way that I read other people's energy. And I'm going to tell you why. This is really important, and this is the divine download of this episode. So as I started to kind of conceptualize doing intuitive business readings, working with my guides on reading my own business, this is what they told me very clearly. Your business is a reflection of your relationship with yourself. Whereas your money is a reflection of your relationship with your caretakers, specifically your masculine caretaker. If you take nothing else from the episode besides those two little nuggets of wisdom, you will be able to... Change your relationship with money, change your relationship with your business, just based on those two little divine downloads. I mean, that's pretty incredible because when you think about it, your business is the energetic representation of the relationship you have with yourself. We see this all the time. When we see someone who is very embodied, very bought into their mission, very bought into their vision and what they see for the future, and they don't care what anyone else thinks, their success is completely inevitable, their business is booming And unfortunately, most people who are born with that programming and who grow up with that programming are white males, right? And that's why white males are so successful in business. They grow up with a programming that says you can do anything you want, you can be successful in anything you want, ooh, what kind of career are you going to get, what kind of business are you going to build, oh my gosh, you're an entrepreneur, you're going to make so much money, and so we see them be successful, right? Whereas for women, we're just coming out of years and years of programming that you stay at home, you home make, oh, that's so cute, you have a little business. I don't know if I'm the only one who has heard that before. Or things like, oh, you're gonna be a coach, or oh, you're a psychic instead of, oh, you're an entrepreneur, you are a business." owner. You can be successful. You can make as much money as you want. You can create any kind of business, empire, conglomerate that you want to. I mean, there is no mistake that the richest men in the world are white males. But over the last 20 years, we are living and existing in a time where women are so on the come up. And I say that because I know most of my listeners are women And we're so on the come up. We are going to have a financial revolution that I believe started around 2016, 2017 that will last until about 2027. And from there on out. Women are going to be so much more embodied with money, so much more embodied with building their businesses, multiple businesses, you know, not even hesitating to leave another company to start their own business, not even having any kind of hesitation about what other people think of their quote-unquote little business. And hopefully by then, we're not going to hear that little business anymore, And I'll tell you why we are on the come up, because this planet is shifting into the fourth density, which is a divine feminine density, the density of the heart chakra, which is one of your three feminine chakras. So we have an upper hand now that we haven't had for the past 75,000 years on this planet. Yes, I just said 75,000 years. You can check out my episode, The Seven Densities of Consciousness, if you're not sure what I'm talking about. But I don't know about you. I would say that after 75,000 years, holy shit, I'm excited to be here during this time in a female body, you know, identifying as a female. You can identify as anything that you want to, but identifying as a female And I'm just ready to unlock it and ignite it. So there's no better time to be here than right now. So as we kick off this series of business energetics, I really want to start with the basic fundamentals when you are conceptualizing an idea. Maybe you've had a business for a while and it, the idea just feels old. It feels, I'm sorry, I say dusty. It feels dusty. It feels old. It feels dusty. There's no more momentum behind you. You can feel that there's no energy behind it. You're not getting, you know, clients or buyers or, you know, whatever it is that you're selling. And so you kind of make your way back to the whiteboard of like, okay, what is going to be my idea? How can I build an intuitively driven business, one that actually aligns to me, creates a better relationship with myself, right? Because your business is that reflection of yourself and expands me so that your business can grow. So number one here on my list is your idea right? We all start with our idea of like, what is our business going to be about? But you want to start with something that you never get tired of talking about. And I say that very specifically, Choose something that you never get tired of talking about. You will get tired of the doing of it. You will. You'll have days when you're like, I'm so tired of it or I need a vacation or I just need to pause it for a few days. I do get tired and burnt out from channeling but I can talk about psychic channeling forever. I mean, just ask my friends and family. I can talk about it until the cows come home. I can talk about it with anyone, anywhere, from the starting point of what even is that to the deep, you know, black hole of the parallel realities multiverse. I never get tired of talking about it. And, When we choose something that's kind of a trend or a fad in our lives, I used to do this a lot. So I guess I should have also mentioned that I've been starting little businesses since I was like eight years old. I sold candy. I sold like these um, lace boot cuff things. I don't know. I sold um, lotion bars. I sold candles. That was actually one I did in my adult years. I was going to have a candle making business, right? And and all of these different things. Those are all great things. Those are not things that I can talk about forever, especially based on who I am now. I've evolved so much. I've changed so much. I love making candles. I know how to make them, but that's a hobby. But for some of you, that's not a hobby. That's your thing that you can talk about endlessly. So there is some self-awareness that we have to have when we're approaching our idea that the business is going to be founded on. Is it just a passing hobby? Especially if you're a generator, a manifesting generator in human design, we like a lot of things. We always have a new thing that we're trying out, that we're doing, that we're playing with, that we're exploring. Not all of them are your idea. And I think another good way to kind of calibrate your idea or to flesh it out or to understand it is asking yourself, well, what am I good at? And if you don't know, ask the people around you. Say, what am I good at? What am I naturally good at teaching other people? What am I naturally good at talking about? What am I naturally good at explaining, right? We all have something that, and you'd be surprised, just just look at YouTube on how many things need to be explained to people out there that they just, people just don't know. I mean, I watch YouTube to like learn how to, I don't know, peel an orange. Like I'm just not savvy in the kitchen. Whereas you might be an expert orange peeler and have no idea that it's so easy and it's so natural for you. So get out a piece of paper and really start listing, like, what are the things that I'm good at? What am I good at teaching other people? What am I good at explaining? And I really like this technique from Sarah Blakely. I watched her master class and she said, what makes you cry? What makes you cry about the world? Seriously, what invokes that emotion from you that would make you want to get up every day and do something about it? That would want, that would engage your emotional centers, that heart center, which is so crucial and so key for us going forward. What makes you cry? Now for me, I have this self-awareness, that animal cruelty makes me cry. And when I get too involved in, you know, animal rescue organizations, stuff like that, my own emotions start to really take a huge dip. I'm just not built for that kind of constant turmoil. Whereas that does make me cry, that is not the business that I'm going to build. What really touches my heart and touches my soul and that I can talk about forever and ever spirituality, energetics, psychic channeling, that too will change people's lives if I allow it to flow through me in my own unique way. And this brings me to number two. Your story is your unique way to offer that idea, that product, that service to the world. Your story This took me way too long to figure out. In fact, I would say that this was one of my revelations going through intuitive business reading with my own spirit guides and reading my own business is they're like, you have an incredible story, a story that people ask me about all the time, all the time. Family members, friends, people I haven't seen in years that I run into, they ask me about the extraordinary story of how in the world Did you leave your entire life, go out, traveling around, completely change, find this whole new perspective, and come back as a psychic? I mean, that's a story worth telling. And for the last few years, I've just totally written it off as like, well, I've told it once on the podcast, or like, no one wants to hear that story again. And it's not true. It's not true because there's always going to be someone new. There's always going to be someone paying more attention this time. There's always going to be someone who's just at the right point in their life where the story resonates with where they're at. You honestly cannot tell your story too many times. We are human beings. We are story-driven beings. Storytelling used to be how we would communicate information, how we would communicate history, how we would communicate belief systems. It's all through storytelling. Storytelling has the ability to invoke those emotions within us, to get someone emotionally engaged with your idea, with your service, with what you're offering by talking about and learning how to tell your story. Your story matters, right? That's a that's a quote from Michelle Obama. I love her. She's just so embodied. Your story matters. Your story matters. And it doesn't matter to everyone in the entire world. I think that's also worth putting out there. It doesn't matter to all 8 billion of us, but it's going to matter to the people that you're here to serve to inspire, to ignite their own inner power, their own inner light, to guide them on their healing journey, to get them bought into your business's mission, to your vision, to the product that you're offering, to get them to engage with the product that you're offering. Your story matters. That's how we connect with people. That's how we connect with our clients, with our customers. We actually don't even realize that we see storytelling and advertising all the time, and it is constantly convincing us to buy things. Truly, I mean, you can look around on Instagram, but just take a look at an advertisement, a really high-end one. It's gonna, it's not gonna have someone you know living in a dumpster wearing a Gucci watch. It's going to have someone living a luxurious life with their Gucci watch. They are selling you a story that you as a consumer want to step into. You want to embody. You want to engage with it. You want to be living that story. And so you can actually take this one idea and run with it, not only for your product or for your service, but for your entire marketing idea, how you're going to market yourself for your social media pages, for your website, all of that is selling a story. For me, my entire website is all desert themes. Why? Because my spirit guides told me to go to the desert. That's where I became a psychic channel. Very sacred place for me. Very sacred to connect with the earth there, to heal my root chakra. That's what allowed me to become a psychic channel. It's very grounding. And I am seeking to attract grounded clients that can intake this kind of quantum information. But the desert doesn't just hit on that one point. It connects back to my story. So your story is your unique way to offer that product or service the idea to the world. I think we get too bogged down in what are other people doing? Uh, What do I see on social media? Uh, How is this going? How is someone else going to perceive this before we start having that intuitive check-in of how does my own idea make me feel? How does my own product or service make me feel? How do I feel engaged with it? Because you are the one who has to show up for it. You have to show up to create it. You have to show up to give it a service. You have to show up to the session. So if it doesn't make you feel engaged or excited or very aligned or it hits that heart chakra, makes you feel emotional when you view it, I would say you want to kind of get back into that intuitive mode of asking yourself, how can I go deeper? How can I tell my story to myself again? How can I tell my story to someone else, have them reflect it back to me? Maybe there's things that I didn't pick up the first time. Maybe there's things that I'm not able to mirror back to myself. And you don't have to tell them your business idea. You can just ask them, hey, I'm going to tell you what I think my story is, the important parts. And can you tell me if there's something here about me that I'm missing? And then I think if you want to take it a little bit deeper, asking yourself, what parts am I ashamed of? What parts of my story am I ashamed of? That's probably where your magic actually is, because that's the shadow, that's the hidden part of you, the part of you that you don't want anyone to see, the part of you that you might think is. Irrelevant to the offering, the product or the service that's actually going to touch a lot more people because you're gonna be so much more relatable to them. We've all been through dark moments. We've all been through dark things. And we don't have to approach them from a victim mentality. We wanna approach that part of our story from a victor mentality of this is what I went through. And now you can see I have learned, I have changed, I have grown, I have created this product, this this service, this idea that's born out of what I went through. And this is why it's important to me. This is how it helps me, right? We want to help our clients and our customers. I really don't feel like railing on their pain points. I think a lot of marketing teachers out there are like, you know, pinpoint what your customer's pain point is and then just rail on it, you know, constantly. Well, that doesn't land if you're not being relatable and telling them your story. I mean, a stranger could walk up to me and tell me, you know, you should invest in X, Y, and Z blah, blah, blah. It's going to change your life. Well, that doesn't mean anything to me, right? No one's going to take that advice from a stranger. We want to take that advice from someone who says, I hit rock bottom financially. I had to figure it out. I was XYZ in debt And then I had this moment of realization in my rock bottom, in my dark, in that crying on the floor, and they're telling you that engaging story and you are they're building credibility with you, they're building trust with you, they're building a connection with you. Now you're engaged in their story and you're listening to them about what they learned through that dark moment and how they became a financial expert or an investor, etc., That is someone that would actually sell their product or their service. But when we don't know who you are, we don't feel compelled or connected to you or the desire to buy anything from you or to invest our time with you. So your story really, really matters. Number three, give yourself time to prepare give yourself time to conceptualize. I think that this can be a very slippery slope depending on how much self-awareness and self-worth you have going into this business idea. So, you have your idea, you're telling your story, you're kind of getting your marketing together, you're conceptualizing the idea. Give yourself enough time to flesh it out to understand it, to understand why it works, to maybe do a few beta tries on your friend, to give out some of your product to some friends and family and see if it's working and asking for feedback, right? So we call that, you know, recalibrating and perfecting an idea, a service, an offering, etc. But it becomes a slippery slope with perfectionists, people who hide themselves, people who don't want to be seen, they don't want to be heard. Maybe they have some uh, self-consciousness around putting themselves out there, putting marketing themselves, right? I have to sell myself every day because I'm the service. I am the product. But if you have too much self-consciousness, you might get stuck in the beta trying and, you know, creating the idea behind the scenes and never actually launch it. So how you want to reframe that if you find yourself stuck in that place is you want to do beta tries on your friends and family, right? People who are around you who will give you some honest feedback and then you repackage it up and you say, okay, this is the beta version. This is the beta version. I'm going to put this out there. I'm going to let people know that it's beta. I'm going to offer it at a discount or, uh, you know, give away a few freebies, But I'm going to acknowledge that this is the beta version. It's not the final version. In fact, I would say with any product or service or business, anything, there isn't a final end product. There's always an evolution available to you. Now, if you have something that really, really, really works right out of the gate, it becomes your signature offering, your signature product That's great. That's amazing. I have one. It's called channeled energy readings. It's what I'm known for. It's the most requested session that I have. But those energy readings have come a long way from what they first entailed within them. Or what I didn't know back then was actually the beta version of them. So you're going to have a beta version and it's okay to acknowledge that it's beta with other people to say, hey, I'm going to give this out at a discount And I'm looking for feedback. I'm looking for reviews. I'm looking for testimonials. I'm looking for people to give me that feedback so that I can reconceptualize it and launch it again as an updated version. When we don't give ourselves that room to change, it means that you are probably not giving your own internal world any room to change. You're stuck in that perfectionism. You're stuck in that, you know, there's fight, flight, and freeze mode, and you're stuck in freeze because there's too much anxiety for you to make a move, for you to launch something. There's too much anxiety around probably your story or parts of it that you still might feel ashamed of. There are, um, parts of yourself that you don't want to be vulnerable about by telling people, hey, I'm new. I'm starting small. I only have 100 followers. I had two friends test this out. You know, nobody wants to be seen starting small. I think that's a quote that goes around social media. We don't want to be seen starting small. We don't want to be the beginner. But guess what? The beginner stage is where the magic is. It's where people actually have way more grace with you right? I have way more grace for someone selling a bar of soap that they've handmade than I do going to, into Bath and Body Works where they've been, I don't know, maybe making or selling soap there for decades and decades. I'm holding Bath and Body Works to a certain standard that I'm not holding someone who is homemaking and just learning and figuring out their business and their product to the same standard, right? There's actually a lot more grace When you're new, we just get so self-conscious that we don't want to be seen starting small. And I think it's also worth mentioning that sometimes when we have that self-consciousness, we try to immediately right out of the gate position ourselves as the expert, the authority, and we kind of hide that part of our story that we're actually new. We just started out at this. We don't actually have that much experience in it. And it can be a total pitfall, right? Because then you are attracting people to you that are going to have much higher expectations. I think we see this all the time on social media. You'll see in someone's caption, I generated, you know, seven figures in one month or I've $150 million last year is how much I made. Now, that might be true. It also might not be true at all. You don't have any way to verify that. What you have is your intuition to tell you, does this person actually have this level of experience? Because if you're going to position yourself as the authority on it, you better have something to back it up because you better believe you're going to get those questions. I think it's actually much, much wiser to position yourself as, I'm totally new at this. I'm just starting out. This is my beta product. This is my beta service. Or I'm going to give some of these away for free because I'm really looking to get more testimonials and build up my reputation. I think from my own experience, I kind of did a mixture of both. I wasn't really sure. I kind of hid the fact that I had just hit the ground running with channeled energy readings. I was getting flooded with requests from people's friends to do them. I didn't even have my website like set up and ready to do any of these. I would overload um, the content of what was going to happen In the session with just too many words, too many long sentences, really making it sound like, oh my God, this like crazy intense session is going to happen in 30 or 45 or 60 minutes. And it's like they do already get a lot out of it with just a few bullet points, right? We don't need to fluff it up. We don't need to make it sound super, super crazy. Someone's going to have the discernment based on how long the offering is if you're doing a service or how much product they're actually getting. They're going to have that discernment. So if you write 45 bullet points about everything they're going to experience with a bar of soap, it's not going to be attracting people to you that are going to actually buy your product. It's going to attract Window shoppers. This is something I had to learn the hard way. Attracting window shoppers by fluffing everything up way too much. So I had to go through and just streamline down to the basic bullet points of this is what's going to happen in the session because I'm looking for people that are like, okay, that's what's going to happen. Click buy. All right. I think we went way deeper than just giving yourself time to prepare. So I just want to reiterate, give yourself time to set up your website, give yourself time to create everything. When I started doing channeled energy readings, I was so excited that I didn't even have my website updated, you know, and so I really think that spending more time getting those things together once I had my idea probably would have served me. And the next thing I want to say on giving yourself time is give your business time. Give yourself at least a one year from the day that you launch to see where it goes before you close up shop or you completely shift into a new niche, etc. I mean, if your intuition is really telling you, hey, this is not right, like you need to, you know, dip out of this, then go for it. Uh, I think a really significant change that I made in my business is that I started out as a human design reader because I really, really wanted to work in what I thought was the wellness industry, which is actually the spirituality industry. I really wanted to work there. So I was like, okay, I will teach myself how to be a human design reader and I will start doing readings. And I did a few and I honestly, I really found them like terribly boring. Um, You know, I just just was not aligned for me at all and I allowed myself to surrender the idea and evolve into something that was much more aligned but I didn't close up shop I allowed shop to evolve I allowed it to change over the course of a year I didn't throw in the towel say I'm not going to be a business owner I did end up having to go back to work I have done side work while I've been building up and evolving this business But I didn't throw in the towel completely and I think there's some sort of crazy statistic like 80% of businesses fail within the first year. And I think a lot of that actually has to do with the fact that people don't allow themselves to evolve. They don't listen to their intuition when their intuition starts to say, hey, this is more niche for you, or this would be a little bit more broad. This is where you're actually at income-wise, or this is where your product or your service is actually at. This is how you could scale it. Um, This is what you need to do for your marketing, We try a handful of things and it can get discouraging, especially if you're the spaghetti person. And I've been the spaghetti person before. It's where you just throw all the spaghetti at the wall and you try to see what sticks instead of listening to your intuition first. Having that check-in moment of, hey, am I even in the right industry? Hey, is my idea still something that currently resonates with me? Hey, do I actually have the time to spend on this? There's a saying, you know, oh, I quit my nine to five and now I work 24 hours as an entrepreneur. And it's so true. It is so incredibly true. You have to be very, very boundaried with your time. But you're also going to put in a lot more hours. I don't care who tries to tell you who tries to tell you or who tries to sell you a course telling you that right out of the gate, you're only going to be working four hours a week. That is not true, especially when you just start out because you're doing all of your advertising, you're doing all of your website building, you're taking care of all of your clients, you're running all your social media, you're doing everything. So give yourself at least a year to see how it evolves. And that really is number five, which is allow your business to shift and evolve. You don't have to cling to the same dusty old idea forever and ever. I mean, if you're two years in and your business is not generating any kind of money, your services aren't being booked out, your products aren't selling, you really need to get back into that intuitive alignment, that intuitive voice that says, okay, what is the energy block here? Is this even what I'm supposed to be doing? I know we ask that question a lot. It can be very deceiving who we're asking that to. We're not asking, is this what I'm supposed to be doing to a higher power, to a god, to anything like that? Not even to your spirit guides because they won't answer you. You can do anything that you want to. What you want to be asking or who you want to be asking that question to is actually yourself your soul, your mind, your body. How does your body feel about your business? Does it feel all tense and stressed out? Is your mind super, super anxious over it? Is your soul kind of just barely hanging on because it's on this crazy roller coaster ride? That's getting in touch with that intuition, getting back into alignment is having that mind-body-soul complex come back together and start working together in unity. And all three of them were designed to evolve, to change, to gain deeper and deeper levels of consciousness. So if you're someone who does a lot of internal work, your business is going to see a lot of change over the course of a year, which means you can't cling to the same old idea. If I was still doing the same original channeled energy reading only or the same even three different session types that I created the first couple of months, I would be totally out of business. They don't resonate with me anymore. They don't resonate with my ideal client. They don't resonate with even my regular client base. But mostly, and most importantly, they're not an aligned match for who I am anymore and the bigger vision that I have for my business. And that brings us directly into number six, which is don't be afraid to try new things. Don't be terrified of failure. Don't let failure deter you. Another quote that I really, really like from Sarah Blakely is her dad would make her and her brother come home every day, and at dinner, they had to tell her dad something that they failed at that day. And if they didn't have anything, He would say, okay, tomorrow you have to bring me two things that you failed at today. You know what that taught her? She was one of the first female billionaires in the world that taught her resilience and the willingness to fail, especially the willingness to fail in front of other people. Most of us would say, no, I would not like to take a pie in the face or trip in front of a bunch of my peers. But you know what? If you want to be cutting edge, if you want to be innovative If you want to be evolution oriented, you're going to try some things that are going to feel really, really aligned, but they're actually a lesson. They're going to fail and they're going to be a learning moment for you. But if you don't sit down with it and say, hey, what are you trying to teach me about myself, right? Because my business is a reflection of myself. What are you trying to teach me about myself? When we don't do that and we just try to cover up the failure, shove it in the background, okay, that was a bad idea. We're not learning from it. We're missing the whole point of being alive on this planet, right? The whole point is to grow in consciousness, and we do that through learning. We do that through making mistakes, through having experiences. I think one of the most inspirational women That I follow and I consider an expander and a mentor is Tori Washington. And she talks about how she launched her signature, it's trademarked now, but her wealth embodiment flow. And she got so excited about it, but so nervous to teach it live that she turned it immediately into a course. And she knew intuitively that that was the wrong move. She said, two people signed up for the course. 6 months later she got back into alignment she learned from the mistake she listened to her intuition and she launched it as a live event and now she's a multimillionaire etc cetera, etc cetera. and I've done her wealth embodiment flow I've gone to some of her live workshops and it's really powerful to hear her story before you engage with her product and her service and to hear how someone failed at something but didn't close up shop. They allowed themselves to shift, evolve, get back into alignment, try it again as something different. I personally have launched uh, sessions, services, no bookings for it. Zero. Zilch. None. And I just had to sit down with it and say, you know, intuitively asking myself, what could I have done in a more aligned way? Or what am I trying to hide from by positioning it in this way, by marketing it this way, by offering it this way? What am I trying to hide from? And a lot of the times that answer would come back as vulnerability. That was one that came back for a service that I offered. Never had anyone book it. And I asked my guides why. And they said, there's no vulnerability in this offering, Um, another one was pricing it too low. The cost was way too low for it. My guides are like, you are underserving your own self by offering it for this price. I mean, that's always such a tough pill to swallow because you're like, but wait, it was such a good deal. Every time I would think about the offering, I'd be like, oh, it was such a good deal. I can't believe no one took advantage of it. My guides are like, well, think about the person that you're attracting With that kind of, you know, discount shopping, window shopping offer, you're attracting people who aren't invested in themselves, who don't value themselves, who probably shouldn't be spending the money anyway, which means they're not going to get out of it what you want to give them in the service. And I think the same thing can be said for giving things away for free. I remember when I first started my business, I created this little like guidebook and I was like, okay, I'm going to give it away for free. It had like nothing to do with my business. I have no idea why I created it. It was like born out of a totally different idea. And and I was like, okay, I'm going to give this away for free. And I was like, everyone, this is free. This is free. It's free. It's free. It's free. It's free. I think maybe five people downloaded it total. And I never heard anything back from any of those people. They never became clients. They never like bought or scheduled any of my services. I don't even know what they got out of the little thing. But thinking back on that, I just cringe because I'm like, wow, I really could have listened to my intuition. I could have been more aligned, more in tune with myself. But I got so excited about the idea of it that I just rushed ahead and put something out there that had nothing to do with my business It had no kind of structure or concept behind it about my client and who I was looking for. And on top of that, you know, that whole recipe altogether just attracted me people who weren't even interested in what I was offering. I think that was back when I was still doing human design readings. They just weren't even interested in it. It had nothing to do with my message, with my mission, with my vision, and especially with my services and my products that I offer. But you know what? When I was formulating my new free quantum activation guide, you better believe I sat down and learned from that experience and said, okay, what went wrong with that? Well, it had nothing to do with what I offer. It wasn't attracting me, my ideal clients, etc., etc. But even if you try 10 things and only one of them works, you are still going to be light years ahead of the person who's still in freeze mode, who won't try anything. They're not willing to fail in front of other people. They're not willing to learn from their mistakes and their failures. You're going to be way ahead of them. So allow yourself the grace and the room and the conscious awareness to fail. Now, my last point, I don't want you to get this confused with offering something for free that has nothing to do with your mission, your vision, what your business is really about, but bringing it back to something I've already mentioned is when you're just starting out, it's very wise to give some of your offering away for free. Now, when I started out doing channeled energy readings, I knew intuitively that I had to do some of these for free because I had no other way to prove that I could do them. It wasn't enough for me to just tell people, I can read your energy and your chakras and your aura. I knew I needed testimonials, so I gave three away for free right off the bat. And I said, this is for free in exchange for a testimonial. So I was out there fishing for it. Now, if I had been in a different place I would say spiritually, financially, internally, etc. I had just moved across the entire country. I had just become basically a clear channel and my guides had told me, you know, start doing these readings. I think if if I had a little bit more stability in my life at that point, I would have done like an entire month for free. Seriously, I probably would have done, I don't know, maybe like 10 of them for free and just built up the testimonials so that when I started selling it, I could have sold it for a way higher price point. I started selling my sessions for $77 each, and uh, I sat down and did the math and realized I couldn't actually live off of $77 sessions. So that was a good lesson. But seriously, I would have done like ten of them for free if I had had some other solid form of income, and just built up all these testimonials. That way, when I go to sell it for two, three hundred dollars, I have so much weight behind my offering so many reviews, so much feedback from other people that not only have I crafted it, perfected it, adjusted it, allowed it to evolve in that month timeline of doing all of these beta readings, but I've built up that credibility, I've built up that trust, and now I have a network of people who are excited for me, who are referring their friends to me, who are talking about me, who are reposting their testimonial on their social media, I mean, really just thinking about it gets me so excited that I'm like, I should do a month for free. But really, when you're new, those testimonials and that feedback are absolute gold. It's going to tell you so much about if this product or this service is working for you. And don't underestimate it either. Do not underestimate the word free. If you're going to, if you have a physical product and people hear that you're giving away like, you know, 10 of them for free in exchange for a Google review or a review on your website, you're going to get so many more people than just 10 that want that free product. I think the point that a lot of people get scarcity mindset with this, and what I had in the beginning was definitely scarcity mindset. You know, I did three for free. Looking back, I'm like, I should have done like 10 or 12 of them. But we immediately get scarcity mindset, and we offer it to like one family member, and we get one review. And it's like one review does not hit the same as 10 or 12. And I tell you that from the experience of being a buyer I remember learning or kind of conceptualizing that technique from someone who was selling uh, EFT tapping courses and then someone else who was doing Reiki at the time. And what I noticed about their sales is that they would post, you know, what it is, what they're doing, very excited about it, and then they would just hit on all of the testimonials, all of the reviews, all of the feedback, you know, DMs, messages from people saying it works or, you know, I manifested this much or I had this experience with Reiki. And it gets you so excited as a buyer that you're already bought in. All you need for that push is to feel connected to them. And once you do find that little pinpoint of relatability to them, I mean, that's when they're hitting the buy button, the book button, you know, whatever it is. And I will say this, that sales technique worked so well on me that the Reiki was amazing. I love that Reiki practitioner. It was such a good deal. She would do uh, group Reiki sessions and it was only like $29. And I actually think that her group Reiki is still $29, but it would be like 90 minutes. It's only $29, but she'd have 50, 60 people in there. And she, you know, all would get all of us to get testimonials, to send her DMs. She's like, tell me how it worked for you, you know, shoot me a DM or whatever. And she'd save all of them. That was her sales technique. And then on the other hand, we have the EFT tapping course that I took that really did not, it did not resonate with me at all. And I spent, you know, five times the amount on the EFT tapping course than I did with the, you know, one-time Reiki session. But I think about that sometimes, how I bought something that I ended up not even liking that much, not even using very much. It really didn't get me the results that I thought I was going to get, but I bought it because of the reviews. Now, I know you out there probably have much more integrity and are much more aligned and you're going to create a great product, a great service. Don't worry about that if you're in integrity. If you're worrying, is my product going to work or are people going to think that it doesn't work? It's not going to work because you receive what you believe. You're going to manifest people that are going to buy it that are only going to be semi-happy with it. They're not going to give you a testimonial or a review or good feedback. I actually learned that personally myself last December when I was working a full-time job, and I actually just didn't really, you know, care too much if I had uh, sessions booked on the weekends. And I noticed that my own apathy attracted me a bunch of people that were really not aligned for my business. They were not the right kind of client. They were attracted to me for the wrong reasons. And I would get done with the sessions and just be like, man, like, I just, I don't know what's going on here, but I'm attracting the wrong people. And it really came from my own energy, my own apathy about it. So once I got that realigned, I started attracting people that were very deeply impacted by the sessions, loved the sessions, would write me not just r- testimonials and reviews, but would send me multiple DMs talking about how it had continued to impact them. So you receive what you believe, and that's why I think it's very worth knowing that if you aren't sure 100% about your product, your service, you feel some lack of confidence in it to try the idea of giving away a bunch of them for free in exchange for honest reviews, honest testimonials, and and talk to those people too and say, hey, if there was something that could have been done better about it, that could have resonated more, or did you get out of the session what you were hoping to get? I mean, ask them that and really take in that feedback and say, hey, I'm new, I'm just starting out, or this service is new. And I want to make sure it works and I want to make it the best that it can be. So your honest feedback is really going to help my business. Now it takes a lot of integrity, it takes a lot of confidence, it takes a lot of self-worth to have that kind of conversation. But if you've been listening to me for a while, hopefully you have all of the tools in your tool belt to have that kind of very loving awareness conversation with someone else. Okay, well, I don't know about you, but I actually got a lot out of that and realized some different points that I could be doing better in my own business, ways that I could be talking about and telling my own story better, probably giving away more uh, beta trials from new sessions that I'm doing. So I got a lot out of it and I really hope that you did as well. Now, if you feel stuck in your business, you feel like things aren't moving, the energy is not right, my products aren't selling, my sessions are not booked out, check out my intuitive business readings. These are 90-minute sessions, deep dive into all areas of your business. I mean, we're going to comb through it. I can usually tell in the first five minutes of talking to someone about their business what their three biggest blocks are in the business, but we will comb through your products, your services, the clients you've attracted in the past, your income levels, where your vision and your mission are, and of course, your story and how you are telling, communicating that through your marketing materials and we'll work together to get you aligned. So those intuitive business readings are available for booking through my website, mycelestialdesign.live. Thank you all so much for listening, and I will see you beautiful souls on the next one.